sound environment animal of the week. And hey there, Mr. Happy Squid, you move so psychedelically. You hypnotize with your magic dance all the animals in the sea, for sure. Uh, Animal of the Week, Jason, what have you got for us this week? Yeah, this week I just wanted to talk about the northern Mulloway, or the black Jewfish. Most people just call them Jewies up here, but... Um, northern Mulloway? Yeah, I caught it's one a, big fish. a couple of weeks ago, and it was a metre 30. That's huge, a big fish. Huge fish. Was, how'd, you, how'd you go landing it? Uh, with some difficulty, yeah, it was, I was very lucky to land it. <laughs> Would have tipped over your beautiful little boat. Uh, I went around the prop, and I had... Had to untangle the line off the prop and eventually it wore it out. We thought we had a big shark actually and mm. ended up pulling it in and managed to get it on board. Very exciting. Nice so fish. I, mm. I started looking at uh, Mulloway and looking at the, uh, a lot of the science behind them and what they get up to and where they can go and how they operate. And they're, they're all part of the croaker family and the croaker family are a group of fish that croak. That's why they call the croakers. <laughs> Funnily enough. Um, I love how science just goes for the obvious names for things a lot. Mulloway, the cr- I'll just say Jewies. Jewies are the classic croakers. I've never heard a Mulloway croak. I mean, yeah, I have. No, okay. Yeah. Mm. It's a real... Almost like a tree frog kind of grunting noise. And, uh, yeah, I did some research on that. And the reason why they do that is because it travels really well underwater. Ah, and why would they need to communicate underwater? Because that's fish. where they live. Fish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, what do, why do fish need to communicate about anything, I suppose? I'm getting to that. I'll answer okay. that question in All time. Right. So I was just blown away the fact that fish actually talk to each other. Like, with noise. It's not like... <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they can't use sign language. They don't have hands. Well, maybe they have, um, you know, tele- telepathy or something, but they actually <laughs> grunt at each other. And well, yeah, I mean, fish aren't known for their great communication skills in general. But How do you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just loving language. the idea of telepathic fish. Yeah. Well, we always wondered how it happened, but how, you know, when they when these guys spawn, they're very different, well, different to a lot of local fish in the fact that they have a spawning aggregation. So they all, all gather together in one spot every year in the same place, almost the same time, and have this massive spawning event. So how do they know to get there at the right place at the right time with all their mates? Someone send out invitations early with a exactly. save the date? One of them's running around going, tell all the other ones, come on guys, it's time for the party. I wonder who gets the honour of, of being, you know, the lead croaker who's like, okay, it's time to spawn. Do they do, like, dominance battles for this or is it just whoever drops first? That's the beauty about Mulloway, they're all, their free love and happiness. They all come in and have a massive free-for-all at once. Um, you end up with hundreds and hundreds of big fish, you know, a metre. Just croaking at each other. Gr- croaking, grunting like furiously mad. And then if something will happen, one of them will right, make the right kind of grunt, and it's all on. And the whole spawning eruption explodes, and they, they twist and turn really closely together in this massive frenzy of, of sort of... of grunting. Kat, do you ever grunting, think we should rename this, at, this segment love The Sex Life of Fish? <laughs> it's, it's so furious you got to understand, you can see this from the air. It's that furious. <laughs> you can see it from space. Can you hear it from space? That's my question. <laughs> because well, when they go into this frenzy, they're kicking up the sea floral and mud on the bottom, and it stirs it all up into a big muddy boil. So, God, I'm laughing so much, I'm nearly crying. <laughs> <laughs> do, do sharks pick this up and go, that looks like a tasty sex fest? 
They probably do. I reckon they would, yeah. So, you know, you can drive along and actually go, oh, my God, what's that big brown muddy stain on the ocean over there? The green, beautiful ocean. Noise born. What do you know? It's a heap of noisy lovers all hooking into it. Um, so, yeah, furious, furious spawning activity. They, they really go nuts. And they save all their energy for that one or two times of the year when it's all on. And the interesting thing is that some of them... Um, Will, will spawn locally, then they'll go, oh, they've got a bit more left over. So they'll swim a couple hundred k's to the next spawning aggregation and have another go. And do they find it also by the um, this loud croaking? I reckon. Assuming? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's probably like long-distance croaks and short-distance croaks that have different sound waves that travel differently in the water. I reckon there's a PhD in that one. <laughs> so if you're out there desperately seeking a PhD topic, yeah. then the... How far does croaking travel? Stick your head under the water and listen out for the Mulloway croaking at each other. It's not quite as romantic somehow as listening to dolphins talk to each other. Yeah. But maybe I'm just prejudiced against Mulloway. Maybe uh, you are. Yeah. They're a beautiful fish. Yeah. <laughs> so because yeah. of that, the genetics get spread over, over a big distance. So they, the genes mix. So therefore, they, they, they're different to like salmon and barramundi, which are localised in unique populations. So the Mulloway actually the same breed all over the place because of that mixing. There must be a very mobile fish that they can move around that much. Oh, incredible, yeah. They go a long, long way. Um, There's some really important aggregation sites in the Northern Territory and in Queensland, which have been really well studied for a long time. Um, Interestingly, there's one in Ingenue community up in Cape York, and that community have been fishing the same aggregation site for 50 years plus, Mm. um, and it's been a major food source for them. Um, and historically, all the fish were a metre and a half long, you know, a metre 30 minimum sort of size. And then, unfortunately, it sort of got fished out. It got hammered to death. Mm. And the engineering community went, no, this is no good. So they immediately put a two-year ban on fishing that site, which is great leadership from them. And uh, the fish size went down to about 90 centimetres to a metre. And therefore, the spawning capability was, you know, 10% of what it used to be. So that they had to do some serious drastic actions there. Um, because they don't actually start spawning until they're 90 centimetres long. A big fish. Yeah, and so far there's been a slow recovery, but certainly hasn't come back quickly as what you might think. Mm. Just from banning fishing, it's going to take a long time to build mm. up those stocks again. Yeah, I suppose when you have that sort of fish that's quite <coughs> large, fish with relatively long life and a long time to get to maturity, it'll take a while to bounce back. Well, the, this is the other interesting thing, is that jewies grow faster than any other fish around here. They're, oh, really? they're the super fish. Yeah, yeah. Within one year, they're 60 centimetres long. Within two oh my years... God! Within two years, they're 90 centimetres. And they can live up That's to ten, 10 years. So the first couple of years... Like fish on steroids. They are. Oh they God. grow like mad. Way faster than anything which we've heard of before. Like salmon, for example. I thought they were fast, but they're nothing compared to a jewy. Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, jewfish, so the, by the way, fast-growing, well, croaking, the, sex-fest, mobile fish. The sporting ones at Darwin, um, the aggregation's well-known, so all the Darwin fishermen have hammered them to death, and now jewies are considered almost an endangered species in the oh, Northern no. Territory. Oh, that's not good. They're at real risk. So we've got to make sure this doesn't happen to the Kimberley Coast, and mm-hmm. we have to try and really look after these sporting aggregations. That's the only point I wanted to make about the whole story. But are they tasty? Yeah, they're pretty good, yeah. yeah. yeah are you, are you looking after the, um, the Mulloway days? Would, would you like some? We want to protect them for a reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to taste them before they're all gone. I think that's more or less all we have time for.